SBS live streams and podcasts are supported by advertising. Need a few minutes to reset? Great Minds is a podcast from SBS that guides you through different meditation styles from around the world. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to SBS News. Russia's Wagner Group has taken full control of the eastern part of the Ukrainian city of Bakhmut. Its founder, Yevgeny Prigozhin, says... Wagner Group regiments have taken the whole of eastern Bakhmut. Everything east of the Bakhmutka River is fully controlled by Wagner Group. This can be reported. News agency Reuters could not independently confirm the report, which, if true, would mean Russian forces control close to half of the city. Mr. Prigozhin says his forces had the city practically surrounded, though the mercenary boss has issued premature claims of territorial gains in the past. He's calling on Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky to evacuate the elderly and children from the battered city. And he's boasted that what Wagner will achieve after Bakhmut will shake the world. What happens after Barmut is taken? The Russian defense minister has already said that after Barmut is taken, we will have room for maneuver. At the moment, the world has not yet encountered the well-prepared Russian army. The regiments that have not been used in battle, that have all the possible modern ammunition and surveillance tools, they are perfectly ready and they are awaiting their moment. And the moment will come after Wagner Group opens up room for them to maneuver after Barmut. More on this later, and the whole world will shake. Russian Defense Minister Sergei Shoigu says the seizure of Bakhmut would allow Moscow's forces to mount further offensive operations deeper inside Ukraine. Ukraine's government has vowed to keep defending the town. This comes as UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres paid Kyiv another visit. Mr. President, I want to thank and the Ukrainian people for welcoming me once again in such difficult circumstances. This is my third visit to Ukraine in less than a year. My third visit to show our full commitment and to help seek solutions. The position of the United Nations, which I have consistently expressed, is crystal clear. Russia's invasion of Ukraine is a violation of UN Charter and international law. The sovereignty, independence, unity and territorial integrity of Ukraine must be upheld within its internationally recognized borders. Mr. Guterres was at the Ukrainian capital to discuss the Black Sea grain export deal with Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky. The deal allows Ukraine to export grain from its Black Sea ports and permits Russia to export food and fertilizers. The 120-day deal, initially brokered by the United Nations and Turkey last July and extended in November, will be renewed on the 18th of March if no party objects. Exports of Ukrainian as well as Russian food and fertilizer are essential to global food security and food prices. I want to underscore the critical importance of the rollover of the Black Sea Grain Initiative on 18 March 
and of working to create the conditions to enable the greatest possible use of export infrastructures through the Black Sea in line with the objectives of the initiative. He's reiterated the UN's commitment to ease the suffering of those affected by the war. We continue working hard to mitigate the impacts of the conflict which has caused enormous suffering for the Ukrainian people with profound global implications. The United Nations has stayed on the ground delivering desperately needed humanitarian aid to millions here in Ukraine. And I want to express my deep solidarity with all the victims of the war. President Zelensky says the continuation of the grain deal is critical. We agreed today that the continuation of the Black Sea Grain Initiative after March 18th is critically needed for the whole world. It is also important to continue working for our humanitarian mission, Grain from Ukraine. Within the framework of this initiative, we have already managed to attract almost $200 million and send more than 140,000 tons of Ukrainian grain to Europe, Kenya, Ethiopia, Somalia, and to countries suffering from hunger. Meanwhile, NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg says it is still unclear who was responsible for the attack on the Nord Stream pipelines last year, as national investigations into the sabotage are yet to be concluded. So what we do know uh, uh, is that uh, there was an attack against the North Stream pipelines, uh, an act of uh, sabotage. Uh, but we have not been able to uh, determine who was behind. Uh, there are ongoing national investigations, and I think it's uh, right to uh, wait until those are finalized before we say anything more about who uh, was uh, behind. United States officials this week suggested a pro-Ukrainian group carried out the attacks last year, but no evidence was presented. Josip Borrell, the EU's foreign policy chief, says he will await the findings of the investigation before coming up with any conclusions. What can I say? I have to wait for having a clear understanding of what has happened. It has been a sabotage of the Nord Stream gas pipeline. Yes, it has been. It's clear. It means one thing. We have to be much more vigilant about the resilience of our critical infrastructure. Because what has happened with the Nord Stream 2 may happen tomorrow with a cable of optic fiber or an electric cable supplying electricity from one country to another below the sea. But about what has happened with the Nord Stream 2, I don't know. And as far as the one that could know, which are Swedish, Denmark and Germany authorities, I will not take any position. Assam Al-Ghalib, SBS News. Why do people want to be at work? To feel heard, appreciated, part of something, and to know there's a career path for everyone. Inclusive workplaces are linked to increased innovation, productivity, and employee satisfaction. Make your organisation a place where people want to be. For inclusion and diversity training, visit inclusion-program.com.au.